Welcome to Conversation with H, and we have an incredible, superb young man. He's young, you know. He's younger than me. Come on. But he's done so much. Let's, let's, let's give him a little bit of an intro. Young King, you know, an amazing life story. Rap, rapper, musician, 10 years in the game. 10 years. He works with St. Giles Trust. You use their expertise and lived experience to empower people. Mm. You're a sound engineer at um, Art 2.0, innit? Right. See, you see that? Yeah, okay. I don't know how you do your research, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm a sound engineer. Yeah, yeah, man, it's a sound controller still. <laughs> Formerly of Brixton. Yeah, yeah. Known as Croydon's Hidden Gem or Croydon Baby, however you want to, you know, 23. Mm. Make sure you go to stream that album, you know? Come on, guys. Has incredible singles out, including Blessings and Heaven. That's got major play on major radio platforms. It's been playlist by major playlist. His friends and family know him as Luke P. <laughs> but the rest of us know him as still shady. <laughs> Bro, I don't know if you're on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's, he's got a he's got a flipping investigator. That was crazy. Well, okay, you did it differently. I ain't heard it. Heard it in, I ain't heard an intro like that. What's that? <laughs> Say that. That's a Luke P and that. Come on. <laughs> Not even just Luke, bro. Nah, Luke Crazy. P. Nah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if that's the old school email, you know, <laughs> you know your first email like that, you don't even know what to say. The nah. loopy 123 yeah, bro. <laughs> bro, you say the rest, you would have just given my, my first email out, but let's, let's not talk about that. Let's move so on. for those who don't know who you are, mm. who is Luke and who is Still Shady? Uh, he, Still Shady is an enigma, you mm. know, he's just the walking contradiction. You know, con continuously just debunking myths. Mm. I think when I walk into rooms, especially of the rooms that I've been walking to of recent, like mm. really professional spaces, you know, because of some of the work me and my team are trying to build in Craden. Yeah, man, people just assume. Mm. And I just love that first minute interaction where I can just be me, yeah. but understand me is hard to understand. Mm. So yeah, man, uh, musician, creative entrepreneur, mm. Um, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time, but with purpose and knowledge, maybe for the past four years, mm. I've been creating music and creating a space where I could be unapologetically me, which is my truth, my trauma, my faith, mm. while still being an incredible entertainer mm. in a predominantly uh, cliche, stereotypical, musical secular space yeah, yeah yeah so uh and that's an interesting path to move mm. but i think i do it well yeah knowing who i am being in the core that has helped me so yeah that's who i am rapper songwriter all mm. that good stuff man so what was it like growing up in a house of six siblings Oy -oy. and your mum and your dad it was fun you know that's the first moment i can remember like literally it's too it's, you can't be quiet in that house you gotta fight for it. <laughs> listen if you want that butter yeah you gotta you gotta show up for it you know what i mean yeah. so and it's a close close ages as well mm. six kids in the space of 10 years wow so uh naturally you know the bond and the relationship and the, the characteristics like there was just so much it was vibrant mm. Difficult, yeah, but vibrant on a positive note. So um, yeah, man, it was interesting stuff. So, how was your, you know, your relationship with your brothers compared to your relationship with your parents? Um, fluctuations, bro. I, swear. I mean, 
and just straight from the jump, like there's a song on this project mm. that obviously we're going to talk about in yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying there's a, I'm talking about like reconciliation with my brothers because, you know, specifically one of them, you know, my older brother, we've had like seasons of deep, close bonding. Mm. And then even recently of challenges, you mm. know what I mean? And that's, you know, difficult. Um, and I just talk about that, like, yeah, I talk about that. So yeah, it's interesting, you know, a lot of a lot of deep emotion and, you know, when you're in a big family, one of the big themes of having a big family is you need loyalty, mm. stick together. There's not, the, the family is like, a, it's almost like a mafia, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, and not even just with the parents, but the siblings. There was a deep expectation yeah, yeah, yeah. in my siblings, like, bro, you don't don't tell dad. Yeah. You get me? With you. you know what I'm doing. So yeah. if you disappoint, you know, it can, you know, betrayal, mm. anger, pride. These are themes that are in my household. And, you know, that that would keep, that could create distance between siblings mm. for like two years, bro. Mm. Two years, man, I wasn't speaking to my brother at one point. But anyways, yeah, man, so it's interesting, but... Yeah, there's nothing like family. And I think just coming to the end of this project, writing it wise, mm. um, I started to really feel in this season I'm in that I really want to appreciate my family because mm. I'm a worker, bro. And when you're a worker, sometimes you dismiss some of the closest people to you. But I digress. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of the things that you just spoke about, which I thought was quite interesting, mm. You said how much of a worker you are, but you know somehow sometimes that can kind of pull you away from the people that you're supposed to, supposedly closest to. Facts. So, how do you balance that? How do you prioritize those people as well as brother? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and I'll say it, I'm sorry, and that's probably what I was saying on the projects as mm. well in one of the songs. Um, but I'm constantly, you know, taking the steps forward to address it. Yeah. I think the first thing to do when seeing a wound is acknowledging there is. Mm. fact that you're bleeding so um yeah man i feel like i'm constantly you know trying to work out new ways i can do that um recently i just took a, a, a huge rest mm. um away from you know music before this campaign so um yeah i've just recently just come back you know i kind of took a step back because bro when you're when you're a worker you're always like bro man was campaigning we dropped heaven in september 2020 mm. and just off the back of that single so much things were happening mm. you know so much demand so many sick opportunities even in the pandemic that mm. we were in you know and I we had to ride that bro because any opportunity that you got as an entrepreneur self-entrepreneur in that season you need to take advantage of it you know capitalize be ready so bro I've been campaigning since September last year, mm. the remix, you know, then the, the, the freestyle, the warm-up session, all of that. Like, I was just riding it, riding it with my team. And I was, I probably was in a burnout early, early, early March. But I was just still going, undone ties, uh, uh, blessings. Mm. Bro, I was just going, and I got a high tolerance level. So you see that? My team, I've needed to even in the past few months before we started this campaign for the the the, the LP, before we got into this new campaign, mm. I needed to give language to the closest people to me mm. so that they can understand when Shady's in a burnout. Mm. Because Shady's still going to keep running when he's in that space, because mm. that's Shady. So it's for you guys to know who I am mm. deeply, 
and know how to kind of maneuver. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. You get me? So. One of the things that you, and, that, and I think that's interesting because you said that you had to make sure that the people around you knew that when you was going to hit burnout because mm. you as still shady are going to just keep going. Facts. So, is that from a early age that you've just been a person who's just a worker, just, I'm just focused on this, I'm just going to get this done, or mm. is this, does this, is this come later on in life? It's sounding like my counsellor. <laughs> <laughs> I say, where did that come from, bro? <laughs> Listen, you're open another door with that, but yeah, I have, I have, I have some ideas of where it came from. Okay. Um, yeah, I have some ideas, you know. Failure mm -hmm. um, from the closest people that I looked up to mm -hmm. and wanted to please, um, and failing to made me just strive mm -hmm. to always prove them right, mm -hmm. prove them like prove them wrong. Sorry. Um, and then also just, you get me, <laughs> I say it like my, my, my former life, some of the things I was involved with, I was always building, I mm. was always trying to be self-made where you're from in Croydon, it's mm. all about being the best, your environment, you want to prove everyone wrong, you're, you're handed the, 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 bad, the, wrong, the bad end of the straw and you just mm. constantly want to win. So I think them elements as well. And then there's also this, uh, this attraction I have with purpose and just knowing who I am mm. because I think it's knowing who I am and what I'm gifted to do that saved me mm. from some of the, you get me, you give a man a vision and a purpose, mm. they go crazy and I was just so happy that that got me out of some of the unfortunate spaces I once was in and I think that's that almost freedom was almost like I got drunk on it. Mm. I was just like, yeah, I need more of the purpose. But it wasn't actually the purpose that got me out. Mm. That was just an initial push, but yeah, man. Bare post reflection, but <laughs> when I talk, I'm like, you get me? Um, so in terms of, in terms of you, younger mm. Luke, and cause you, you, you touched on a lot there in terms of like you, post reflection on how you were um, failure and, and making sure that you proved those people who, who kind of abandoned you, make sure you proved them wrong. What was that like growing up, like, and being in the, the space that you was in and what was going on around that time? Mm, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of things, but it was definitely busy. Like, mm. I feel like I, my mind was always ticking. Mm. Like, I always was trying to strategize something, even in the early ages where it might have been me still being in school. Mm. I just kind of still thought, um, yeah, like, this thing, if like for instance, I was an academic in school, yeah? So my behavior, which was quite challenging, uh, cause I got kicked out of my first school and I went into my second school in year eight. And then I remember I was already this kid that, oh, they don't really want. Yeah, 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 So it's yeah, like, yeah. but they knew, they saw my grades. Yeah. So it was like, I knew that. So I, that was like my weapon to like kind of pass. You get me? So that was like a, and then that also got family members off my back. So yeah, man, I just feel like I was always thinking and thinking forward, bro. Mm. I wasn't I wasn't present. And that's what I've been clocking now, bro. In life, you've got to be present, bro. Yep. You see where I'm at right now? I'm in a studio space. Man can see a white wall and I'm talking to, you know, H and I'm here and I'm reasoning. Mm. And I have to, some, so, there's so many times my mentor was like, you know, just look up. Whenever you get caught up in the moment, just look up see the sky, see God's creation and just remember, mm. you get me? And 
you get me? There's just so many things today that are not allowing us to be present. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm just relearning that and uh, it's been a joy, man, for real. Wow. Yeah, man. So in terms of you as younger, Lou, because when I, re when I read and look and watch about your story, your story isn't one that everyone can get out of. Mm. The, earlier, the earlier parts of, of, of you and what happened with you. Mm. So... How did you even get into the, 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 that life in terms of, you know, being on the road and some of the things that you kind of went through and that you talk about in, you know, your short film that you have? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously I came from, you know, like born in Brixton, but very quickly my, I moved to, to Croydon yeah. with my family. And um, yeah, I feel like it's funny because my mum used to always say charity begins at home. Mm. So don't take, don't go outside and do madness because it, like, it will start at home. But then this idea that a lot of young men, mm. young black boys in Croydon get caught up in things because of where they're from outside mm. is interesting because charity begins at home. Mm. I think the violence that I had in my heart wasn't really formed from the streets. It was formed from my household. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a rocky one. And I talk a bit about that as well in my music as well. And, yeah, man, I think that anger, unresolved hurt mm. um, kind of made me start to express it and find avenues to cultivate it mm. on the streets that <laughs> was quite easy to do, to be involved in because mm. it was in front of you. So, um, and I did, and, yeah. Before I knew it, you know, I was holding things, mm. I was running from things, I was jumping out of places and, you know, yeah, man, that was a space. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's crazy, bro. I got, I got a joint on a project called I Remember mm. and, um, you know, I just kind of, I needed to just have a moment to just release um, all of these dormant thoughts you know, so even when you're asking me that question, it's like I let I let I let a lot of these memories out, mm. and it's good because it means I don't. I used to regurgitate anywhere I'm from. I could talk about my trauma anywhere I was from. I could just say, yeah, man, you know, I was doing this and yeah. Mm. But it's like right now, I feel like yeah, man, really let a bit of that out, um, and I kind of want this project, How to Kill a Caterpillar, to like be um, a time 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 frame mm. of when I gave my current self to this project mm. so that when I move on to the next things it's like this has been addressed mm. new chapter and I can go on to another thing so I really that was intentional I wanted this this project to hold mm. some of these spaces so I can you know heal and move to f future things so yeah man so when you take what you've experienced and the, and the trauma that you talk about and put it into the music yeah does that consistently heal you, heal you or does that act as a reminder of where you came from both but definitely the former people need to understand because there is a underlined message of my lp that's mm. coming out and for you to transition and to change and to grow that's how you kill a caterpillar mm. and you, it's growth and in that transition stage um addressing some of your trauma your hurt mm. is important. So um, it's important for me to know that for me to move forward mm. and where I'm going, I first need to address the things of the past. So yeah, definitely. 
I think um, for me, um, looking back at some elements and understanding it mm. from a post-reflective view. Mm -hmm. I was a little you, bro. You know what I mean? I was a little boy, like, and a lot of people were holding hurt and pain from things that happened to them as a little boy or little girl. And it's like they're still that little boy and they hold it closely mm. to them. You know, our job is to go back and see that. And um, that might be to say sorry to that little boy or mm. to, to hug that little boy or, you know, just to dress. I was holding my anger as a big man. Mm. Like I'm, I'm a big boy now. I can protect myself now, yeah? Mm. No, no. But that, I don't need to have that insecurity because it's still that little boy that feels he needs... It's the little boy that I'm trying to protect and I'm not, I'm not that You're little not boy anymore. So to look back, yo, it's a journey. And I decided counselling started this year. Mm. Um, so even a lot of the language I'm using, yeah, man, man, yeah, man get counselling, yo. My thing was good still. <laughs> so I know, yeah, yeah, it was good. What encouragement would you give to that young boy? Or what advice would you say to that young boy? Um, that In your post-reflective state? Yeah, that... Um, yeah, as I said, I'm that I'm sorry. Mm. Like I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, yeah, it wasn't your fault. Mm. Um, that that it's gonna be hard, but you know, you, you what happened to you isn't a. It's as, as I said, it wasn't your fault. It's not a testament of who you are mm. or even who you're going to become. Mm. You know, you're not going to become the things that you saw or felt. Um, and yeah, but yeah, yeah, something along them lines. Mm. I, I did, I, I, I journal a lot as well, so I journaled a few things, but yeah, that's kind of... Um, along those lines. Yeah, along those lines, yeah. So how do you get out of that, that lifestyle? You, you story, you talk about it, interviews you've had before yeah. you talk about being being stabbed five times on three different occasions yeah how do you get out of that lifestyle how do you kind of move and transition into where you're at yeah and, and even before that really how, what's your mindset yeah 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 it is a so there's two mindsets that i ultimately believe in mm. um there's the fixed mindset and then there's the growth mindset you know um the fixed mindset is where you literally consider what you see mm. and what you feel and what is handed to you what mm. is given to you mm -hmm. and that's literally if it's always if it's not a lot if you're given small you'll think small yeah. a growth mindset is despite what has been given to me or not given to me mm. i can still achieve what i so desire and imagine and consider mm -hmm. so it's more internal Mm -hmm. rather than external. So a growth mindset is something that's important to have mm. to get out of that place. If you don't have a growth mindset, you're, if you're in the hood, you're going to be in the hood. Yep. Yeah, but then we see individuals, you know, constantly, you know, uh, the, the Usain Bolts, you know, the Stormzies, mm. you know, constant individuals or people that were in unfortunate backgrounds when you look at their history, but they still fought bigger and they mm. grew and that's how to kill a caterpillar as well, by having a growth mindset. But in total, there's three things that we talk about, especially in my work with St. Giles as well. We say there's three things to see us to see change. Mm. Yeah, if you want to see change in anyone, you've got to consider these three things. Mm. You know, a person can't change unless they want to desire change in themselves first. Yeah. 
a person can't change unless they have someone and something to change to. Mm. So that's an example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they need someone to look up to, a mentor, mm -hmm. individual. It's not enough of me saying I want to change. I need someone that I can aspire to. Aspire to. And then lastly, a person can't change unless they have someone to carry and walk them through mm. that change. And that's the process part. Even if they have someone to aspire to, if no one's taking them on that road, you're going to stumble forward and find yourself back in a fixed mm. circumstance. We need to grow. We need to proceed. We need to progress. But we need someone to take us on that change. And luckily for me, when I wanted to come off the roads and I desired that change one, and I started to see people and things that I wanted to aspire to, mm. especially through my Christian faith, and three, I had someone, people, brothers, mm. you know, a family, um, and people that I was blessed to kind of see and come in and support me on that change. And mm. yeah, man, the journey making. That third piece in terms of those people to support you along that journey of change, how important is that? Because I feel like everyone can desire to change. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it's easier to, to look at someone and be like, you know, I want to be like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of someone being alongside you along that journey, I feel like that's the hardest bro, part. Bro, bro, so and, that's, what, and that, that, that's too important. And that's the difference why some people go back yeah. because they've been betrayed or, you know, people came into their life and then it's like they almost remind, done them dirty or... Mm they rejected them or dismissed them. Mm. And now when they were in that moment of changing, it's like, you know what, bun it. Like, man, go back to, you know, you know what I mean? Maybe it's not right. Maybe mm. I can't change. But it's easier than changing. Yeah. So you need that constant reminder, people to remind you that, nah, bro, look where we're going. Mm. Like, this is you. This is you, not that. Mm. And um, yeah, I would say like, if you don't have those people, find them, mm. you know, and they are there and that's, and it might be outside of your environment. And I did some, <laughs> it didn't come naturally, bro. Man, so you, you man are not helping and change right mm. now. So I had to go to the mountains and find those senses, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but they were there, you get me? And they taught me how to chop wood. So now man's here and I'm, uh, yeah, by God's grace, a changed man and a changing man because it's consistent. Yeah. Yeah, man. When did you feel like you, you were on the other side of, or moving closer to the other side than where you were. When did you feel that change happened? Was there a particular moment? Was there a particular situation, circumstance? Mm. Or was it just a feeling it was at the point? growth mindset. It was my mind. My mind changed, bro. Mm. It was a moment. I remember December the 4th, 2016. Like, that day, I mean, I just, like, had this overwhelming comprehension that this life isn't it. Mm. And I think that's when I said, change isn't, I said, I, I'm gonna change. And it was in that moment. It wasn't where I was, cause it happened in the mind, bro. Mm. It's like in my mind, I said, yeah, I need to change. And I believe post-reflection, that's the day I changed. Not the day that I, everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> but that's it what was... hope is. Hope has a destination, mm. even when it, you haven't arrived. Mm. You get me? Hope has a destination, even when you haven't arrived. Like man can decide, yeah, I'm that person now. Even though I'm not there yet, I'm that person now. Hope is now the belief to say you will be that person. Mm. And if you constantly have hope, um, yeah, you will manifest that change. So yeah, that was December the 4th, 2016 for me. Lit day, was it lit? <laughs> That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. So, in terms of people who are may not even follow your <coughs> may not even follow your journey, yeah. but are in a similar position to where you were in terms of trying to not even so much just get off the road, but they're trying to change yeah. into something else. Yeah. Um, what encouragement do you give to them? 
that hope, they that, that stay hopeful, you know, that decide encouragement that, and encouragement specifically is that it's not going to happen overnight. Mm. Um, some days you will feel even worse than before. Mm. Some days you'll feel like you're lying to yourself. You know, you have, I know a lot of people may wrestle with imposter syndrome, mm. you know, dealt with all of that. You know, my change, funny enough, bro, bro, my change started when I started growing my hair. Sweet. So since December the 4th, I didn't grow, I was already growing my hair, but I haven't, I haven't, my hair, I started growing my hair since in 2016. Mm. Yeah, that same year. And like, I never had long hair to this degree. I didn't have locks. Bro, there was a moment in like 2018, I was looking in the mirror. I was like, who's this guy? And I had a, a mad feeling of imposter syndrome one Sweet. time. I was like, I got to cut this hair. Like, I don't know who I, yeah. So that's a transparent one, bro. Mm. Like, I just... I just didn't, I just looked just different and it was just like, it was, and then I was like, no, that's a, that's, that's the, that's a, that's a scheme, that's a lie, mm. you know, that the devil tells man and like, yeah, man, I just remember, so them things there, sometimes you feel like it and then you have to do what is important, which is affirmations mm. and affirmations is it just gassing yourself up to say you're not, no, affirm yourself for who you truly know you are. And if you don't know who you are, bro, there's a book that will tell you everything of who you are. You get me? And like, I, like that, that, that's an, uh, that's a constant reminder. That's a constant, that's a constant reminder. So I wake up, you know, I read my word. I remind myself through the scriptures, through the Bible, like, yeah, this is who I am. And um, so even when I look in the mirror and mm. I can be told differently, I know what I submit my trust into. So yeah, man. Bro, before we move on and we talk about the music, I want to say that you are inspiring. Love, bro. Thank you. Like, I don't know if you fully see on a day-to-day. -day. You might do. But just to remind you, you are inspiring a generation of people, not just a generation that are coming up behind you, not mm. just a generation that you're in, but people who are older than you who are still caught up in whatever they're doing, in whatever their mindset is. You inspire those people now and will continue to do that as long as you stay aligned with your purpose. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm, mm. And I just feel like I want to give you that encouragement to say you are doing the right thing. Mm. Some days it's going to feel hard. Some days it's going to feel like, you know what, what? Like, God, I know you're telling me to do this or I know I'm meant to do this, but, you know, I'd rather do this instead. Mm, 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 mm. But as long as you carry on along that path, mm. so many people will be impacted by your words Music to one side, in the music and outside of the music. Yeah, you understand what I I'm believe saying? that. Trust me, I believe that. And I choose to believe that because mm. it's true. And as you said, it doesn't always feel like that. But I've tested that mm. in the past and it's weighed up true. That, yeah, even if I didn't feel to say that, that was the right thing. Mm. And that's an aff affirmation, bro, if you don't feel that. So I believe that. That's why I say that. So thank you, bro. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the music. Let's talk about How to Kill a Caterpillar. Yeah, yeah. One of the things about you and your music in general, normally, mm. whether it's a blessings, heaven, whether it's a, a deep one and you're just like, yo, still talking about whether it was after the car crash, whether, yeah, yeah, yeah. whenever it is, you put your real in your music. Facts. So how is How to Kill a Caterpillar different yeah. To what we've already seen from Shady, because yeah, yeah, we've yeah. seen a lot, of, we've seen a lot, of, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of sides of Shady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how can I say this uh, without saying too, too much? Too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, boy, it's it's definitely different. Mm. Um, it's you know, all right. So I am I am an open book. Mm. I think I do like share the room my music, but I do have this. 
huge desire for my music to captivate, reach and touch everyone mm. from different spaces, different, different streams, different genres, mm. wink, wink. Um, and um, I think as I've been growing mm. in that skill, I think my songwriting is just been on a journey of improvement. How learning how to say what you want to say without saying too much, yeah. you know, or even looking at the whole scale of the project. So even what's been fun with this is we wrote the LP, so we wrote it. So an album, what I would say one of the big difference between an album and a mixtape is a mixtape is like a compilation of songs, mm -hmm. whereas an album is like you you write a concept start to finish. Mm. Uh, this could have been my, an album, mm. um, but we took out the kind of filler tracks that would yeah. have been the deeper concept, really teach you about, okay, this is where Shady's saying it, yeah. but we let the artistry of the music just express itself. So expect no fillers. Mm. Expect eight tracks of just back to back. boom, 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 boom. Singles, potentially, mm. yeah? But with this deep, unifying message of how to kill a caterpillar. So you got, I'm gonna leave it to the, my audience to think about, mm. but whether you just step into it and you just enjoy the music, that's what you're gonna get as well. Because at this stage of my artistry I'm, I'm coming to, I really want the music to do the talking, you know what I mean? What's the hardest part of the process um, in terms of making music? <laughs> uh, just not, not make, just, just not releasing more songs than I wanted, you know? This, this, <laughs> you got to hold yourself back <laughs> and the team's got to hold you back. Because I ran, literally, bro, that's why I'm laughing, like, it was supposed to be six, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, and, and I'm, I think I'm notoriously known as a long project person well yeah. Craig and Baby was you know 17 tracks yeah um so but for this we wanted to really make it compact so I think um I've got the best of what I wanted but I could have gone better so yeah, yeah that's yeah. the hardest part you know not just being selfish with my music and like mm. oh I like this rhythm yeah you know what really discerning what my my people the bigger mean. goal there you go, the bigger goal. Because for you, it sounds like, as the artist, you're like, yo, I got this tune. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. If they hear this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then you're just like, hold on, it, 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 is it part of the process in bro. regards to what I'm doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's hard, bro. You know, bro, shout out Sampa, my number two, also mm. my producer. Bro, he's a beast, bro. Uh, we got hundreds of songs on the laptop. You get me? And like, it's just like to really refine mm. and say, okay, no, nah, this is what we got to say. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a challenging thing as well, so. Yeah, that's probably the first thing I'm thinking about in terms of challenges. How do you feel, what's the biggest thing that, or the biggest area you've grown as an artist? Yeah, probably my songwriting, you know? Okay. I mean, I, I like, and that's a humble statement, like, yeah, like, I feel like I've really learned, I think we did something really right in heaven. Yeah. That I hadn't done before. Which was I'll what? say that. Just the balance. Everything. You get me? I feel like I said what I wanted to say and I'm a feeling man as well. It's got mm. feel right. And I think another thing with this project is feelings. Mm. You know, not just what you say. And, and I'm a rapper first, you know. Mm. So rappers want to rap, they want to chat, mm. rhythm and poetry. So, to, but now I feel like one of the other transitions, the other things of a butterfly that I'm stepping into mm. is more artistry rather than just a rapper. Mm. So I really wanted my um, songwriting capabilities. Like I do a lot of, uh, I do a lot of songwriting as well. I've really began to really 
master that pitch. Mm. So, because I just love music. I write songs that I know isn't for me. Mm. So, um, you know, that's another thing that I really wanted. I found myself stepping into. So this this project was, was it should be evident to that. Mm. So, yeah, man. In terms of your kind of your walk and your faith, mm. as much as you're a young man, you come across very mature. Yeah. Possibly because of the life experience that you've had in such a short period of time. Mm. Do you feel pressure of having to maintain that maturity through your faith or did it just come naturally to you? Um, a bit of both. Um, but yeah, definitely um, in the season I'm in now, I feel like I'm back to basics, bro. Mm. All of that performance kind of mindset, it was destroying me. Mm. You know, I had to be mature, mm. you know, or I had to be perfect or, mm. you know what I mean? It, it's, 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 uh, it's challenging, you know. I, look, I, I, I like Getz. Mm. Um, I, I respect him and, um, yeah, he had an interview before and he was just talking about if he was to ever do gospel music, he yeah. was saying that he's not ready to. Yeah, because he's not in that space. In that space. And though I respected and understood what he was saying, I think one thing that um, I was sensitive to was the fact that it feels like it's, it's for someone to think they need to become or get to a place before they can release. Mm. Your constant book that's being refined and defined. And it, it, for me, it's really important that I don't think my my music is true to my now mm. and this whole idea that it needs to like bro i'm gonna say things and i don't have no regrets because mm. i know who i am mm -hmm. and what i'm inspired in the moment shouldn't be so critiqued yes. to now say oh no nah, no nah, that's dead so that's why I like. and i think i'm in a weird space bro because i'm a christian mm. and i'm a i'm a and i'm a i'm a i'm an artist in the secular space like mm. i don't even believe there's you get me? My music isn't for the church mm. or like so like for the typical typical guy. You get mm. me? To, yeah, that's a better way to say it. Um, typical Christian that maybe wants to just doesn't listen fit in to that box. You know what I mean? So I am an enigma. Mm. I, I don't really have references. Even the references that people would describe me to, I don't really identify to them. Yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah. real. So it's like I haven't really seen the still shady, mm. and that's difficult. Because I'm still learning, yeah, 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 bro, yeah. <laughs> who that is. So I release that pressure, bro. Release mm. that and, and be. Be in the studio, be present and feel what you're feeling mm. and let that speak. Not the voices of, you know, um, the mandem or the pastor. Mm. <laughs> don't, let, <laughs> don't let none of them get in your ear. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because you yeah. will miss on something that's so true, mm. bro. Which is you and the essence yeah. of your story and your feelings. I had to really camp, right in camp, I had to zone out. Mm. And even now, I can't wait for the next projects. And I'm, I'm just, I already know how I'm going to work differently because I want to travel and mm. really feel the vibrations in me and say, okay, God, you are putting this in me for a reason. Let me express that. Let's write that down. Not, not oh, bro, you should write a song about this. Nah, mm. bro. Nah, bro. So yeah, that's the journey itself. You know, the interesting thing that you said as well, which I, which I was like, it's so true, is I watched that interview and Getz was talking about he doesn't feel like he's in that space. Yeah. And one of the things that you said is people feel like they have to attain to a certain level before they can do, not even just creatively, just to, just, just to believe. Mm. And it's a crazy mindset to have, but I understand it because 
the, the people of the church can sometimes put a box on us trying to achieve stuff. Mm. So then you feel like if I don't fit in this box, then I clearly can't mm. do what God's put in me mm. because of the people rather mm. than what God says, mm. which, which is crazy to think, but that's how a lot of us live our lives, especially when we're younger and we, and we, and we grow up and we're like, yo, this person's saying I can't do this, so I can't. Mm-mm. But that's not the way God intends for us to live. Mm. One of the other things that you said linked to that, which I thought was also interesting, was the fact that you're not the, the typical um, artist in general, like you're not a typical gospel artist or Christian artist, but there's never been a still shady also anywhere. Mm. And also the hardest thing with being someone, especially when, you have, when you're, you're following Christ and doing something for the first time that's not been seen before, mm. is not having someone to look up to or something <laughs> to look up to. Because mm. then it's like, hold on, I'm learning on the job. Mm. I'm doing all these things. I don't know if these mistakes are right. I don't know if these mistakes are wrong. I don't know how this is going to be a part of my journey because I don't see someone mm. who's done this before. Yeah, yeah. So that journey in itself is always hard. So what I want you to... Um, what I want to ask is just, how do you navigate that space of being the first to do what you do? Yeah, you need individuals that you can trust their judgment. Mm. Um, so even if they're not in your field, ideally. So I have a, I have a, a, a mentor mm. that I can trust with everything. Um, even if he doesn't understand themes of my music, I need people that trust me yeah, and trust yeah, my yeah, intentions. Yeah, yeah. It's not about, yeah, you need to do right. Like, no, people that can discern my thoughts, see where that's coming from. Mm. And then a team, of course, sort of, of creatives mm. and, you know, friends that you can also share this journey with, that yeah. they know your ambitions, your passions, your, your feelings, but they can weigh it up. So, yeah, you need that. You just need that, and um, I think the rest will work out for itself again. Because mm. even now, you can start not even trusting your own voice, and your own you become your biggest critique, mm. you know. And one of one thing that my mentor always just says is just believe. Mm. He says just believe, have the heart, you know, to don't even think about. It. And that's what Jesus said as well. He didn't say like it's in John. He doesn't say like oh you need to get this figured out. He says just believe mm. and I think that's important so as long as I can see my heart and share my heart um, I think I'm in a in the right place and I've learned to the point of where I am now where it's like you know I'm confident mm. um, I have people to to, to come to chat to me mm. um, and to keep me to account if I'm ever not mm. um, but yeah man that's the that's what I'd say you need people you know what I mean just yeah. Post-reflection, what's the biggest thing you've learned in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Big thing, <isn't> it? <laughs> but in terms of like from a teen to now, let's not go life. Let's go from a teen to now. What's, what do you think is one of, maybe not the, but one of? Um, yeah, I got it. I'm just trying to, how can I say it? Um, um, it's about the whole thing. I think we're talking off camera about just being present. Mm. Um, being present in the yeah. moment, uh, we talked about it in the, in, the, in the interview as well. But like, there's um, themes that I think um, I would never want to take for granted in my life right now, mm. like family, you know, like relationships, um, opportunities. So don't, and that's the main thing, mm. you know, faith that like life in now is the main thing. Mm. Never let your goals and your ambitions and the things you, the amazing things you have mm. consume you from the present. Let that provoke you to keep going forward. Mm. 
but never get lost in the forward that you forget the now. Mm. Um, and the mastery of that is something that I wish I learned from a young, young age. But unfortunately, my present wasn't something mm. I really enjoyed mm. at some times. So as much as you can control mm. and have people you trust that can keep you in a good now mm. is important. Don't keep yourself in a toxic relationship mm. now just because you think it's going to be beautiful later. later. If, let the now be a, be a, be a focal point mm. in how you learn and do life. Don't let your hope later keep you in places that you know there's some things you may know, yeah, you got to fizzle through, but then there's some things that you know is toxic for you. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm a firm believer of now being able to discern that and say, no, some things need to come out. So that's the job, that's, mm. the, that's the relationships that are dangerous for you. You know, you can love people from a distance. Don't always think, yeah, that's for your externals as well. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You see, when you work with... Uh, trust like St Giles, it, yep. the, the, the life experience and what you've kind of gone through and even just what you were talking about then and mm. the advice and the encouragement that you give to people, is that something that you try and impart when you, when you, when you work with people like St Giles? Is mm. that what you're trying to impart in other people and how does that, how does that impact you being a part of, being able to, to impart into people like that? Yeah, because, yeah, I, it definitely does. I mean, Collaborations are really important because you're like sharing and even projecting your beliefs yeah. onto other individuals. So mm. like to really be able to uh, do that in a safe space where mm. you know they share some of your passions mm. is a great opportunity because you can synergize, mm. you know what I mean? So like, and yeah, just with St. Giles, you know, it's an incredible charity that identifies one part of me that is an important part mm. which is you know uh rescuing individuals like mm. that lived a life like me once upon a time mm. that were told that they couldn't get out of it mm. and um yeah so to be able to uh because that's just one part of me you mm. know what i mean so to be able to collaborate and invest that part of me into an institution that mm. has resource to really you know, make do work, make a difference in that is incredible. So yeah, shout out St. Giles for real, mm. for real. My last question to you, because I feel like we've captured a lot in what we've talked about. Mm. With where you're at in life right now, what encouragement would you give to yourself? Right now? Um, I can't let go of this present moment thing, bro. Like mm. I literally went away. Like I'm, this is my first like real thing back since you know, my, my I took a four four day trip um, just out of London, mm. and in that time, you know, I was by the lake, um, and um, I was journaling. Like, you know, there by the lake, uh, there was these blue, there was these blue, um, what are they called? The, the, this what's this insect called? Uh, they come like they come like as a wasp, bro. But it was blue, bro. Yeah. yeah? The man said blue wasp. That's <laughs> like a You know the blue wasp. Guy, like, you know the blue wasp. Guy. He was like, bro, where was Shady? Shady, Shady was gone, you know. Shady took a plane. Blue Shady saw a blue wasp. Lord of mercy. I saw a blue insect, yeah? 
That's hilarious. I saw a blue insect, but it was bright blue, bro. It was beautiful, bro. Yeah. Maybe I was in the spirit. <laughs> I see it, bro, but I was just like, what? I was like, what is that? Mm. I was like, what is... I was just like looking at it for time. It was early morning, like 7 a.m. I was just like... And it was just gliding on the lake, on the water. I was just like, I'm like, what is that? And it was just making me feel like, right, there's just so much creation that I don't know about. Mm. And I can't... That moment was so monumental. It was in time. Mm. Why am I looking at insects, bro? And like my mind is just traveling. So mm. to be to slow it down to that point where I can just be looking at the blue wasp. Some blue wasp. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the most funniest way to <laughs> baby. That's a blue wasp. Listen, I take the depth if you can find the depth in that. <laughs> I just appreciate the now. I think mm. that 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 is something I never want to forget again. Mm. Um, wherever you go, because life's about to get busy, bro. You know, like this project's gonna drop, and uh, I'm excited for all of the things that it's gonna do. But despite all of that, that's gonna keep me running. I, I need to look out for the blue wasps. Mm. It? So, <laughs> <laughs> the blue wasps. It could have been a. It's a maybe it's a caterpillar butterfly kind of transformation middle process. It could have been a caterpillar. Listen, a caterpillar. Well, it was flying, bro. So it's, and oh, it wasn't so a maybe, butterfly. Oh. It wasn't. I wish I said butterfly. It would have sounded cool. That would have sounded sound sick. <laughs> yeah, blue butterfly. Yeah, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, blue yeah. Butterfly. Yeah. I, said, I'm about to I said blue wasp, bro. <laughs> Still said shady, aye, you said blue aye, wasp. Aye, come on, come on, you know the vibes. <laughs> you know, still shady, it's your boy. <laughs> Shout H. <laughs> this has been that Conversation with H with the blue wasps here. Yeah, still How to Kill a Caterpillar, you know, mate. LP, 8-track yeah. project. Yeah. Drops uh, um, December, not December, September. drops September. The 17th. Yes. And uh, it's out for pre-order right now. Yes. So uh, make sure you check that. And you know, you'll hear it soon. This has been Conversation with H. Still shady. Well, yeah. Come on. More content coming very, very soon. <laughs>